Welcome to Normal for Norway. I'm Seamus. And I'm Indigo. This is the podcast where each episode we dissect one weird thing about Norway. So sit back, relax, and invest your oil wealth in a sovereign pension fund. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so last week, and it actually was last week in our defense, or, well, kind of last week, we started on oil, we talked about the kind of discovery of oil in Norway Mm -hmm. and the history and then this week we're going to talk about what it actually means for Norwegians today and uh what the future of oil is yes and unlike last week I'm actually prepared this time and I have absolutely no notes so it's only going to be hot takes from me and asking you to explain stuff yeah which I'm... or maybe I'll maybe I'll, yeah I'll come up with some like you thoughts my some, thoughts some, some things <laughs> I might have thoughts. Um, and also, we're recording on laptop this week um, for reasons. So, donate to our Patreon if you want to hear a better <laughs> episode. Donate via our Wikipedia page. <laughs> if someone could set that up, that would be great. Yeah, thank you. All right. So, um, I think that, yeah, I think I'm just going to dive right in with how does the oil, the like the discovery of oil affect Norwegian life. We kind of already talked about like the initial discovery. Yeah. And now we're going to talk about like modern day. Right. Um, so I'm going to tell people what they're, what the government is doing with the money from the oil. Like what, is, what are the views um, by kind of average Norwegians and just like how this whole system is functioning. Um, the funniest thing to me in the last few weeks, and you should tell me what has, what your, what reactions you've gotten, Mm. but reactions I've gotten is that several people have been like, wow, it's so brave of you to tackle this controversial topic. Like Norwegians have said that to me. Have you gotten any reactions? No, I've just gotten people being like, whoa, I didn't know that. People just did not know. I think that people knew a bit that Norway has oil, but maybe not the extent of. Oh, like, but non-Norwegians then. Non-Norwegians. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I've had several Norwegians saying to me, like, good for you. Yeah. Good for you talking about this difficult topic. Well, we obviously also got the death threat through the door from <laughs> who we can only assume is Stadler. You know, when like, someone's like cut out the letters yeah. of a magazine, like, you will die. Yeah. <laughs> we will drown you in oil. Yeah, exactly. That we have drilled from the Arctic. Oh, my God. Okay, so I think I'm just going to, I'm going to start with. Uh, what you alluded to in our intro, which is what what are they what is the government doing with this money? So buying Gucci bags. <laughs> <laughs> every citizen of Norway gets a Gucci bag, <laughs> a Birkin bag <laughs> when <laughs> they're born. No. Um so I mean a lot of this or like all of it, actually this is something I don't know, but um basically what most people know is that it's being invested in the fund. Yeah. Which is the, the yeah sovereign wealth fund and it's the world's largest sovereign wealth fund so as we kind of discussed in the previous mm. episode the government was like very kind of having a stranglehold on they were like no no no, no we're not gonna let this kind of go crazy like free market resource curse, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we'll get into they were like we're gonna control this once they discovered and they made the loads election. of money from it yeah like we covered because the brits didn't actually make as much money per barrel as the Norwegians did. Exactly. Yeah. So Norway basically has escaped the resource trap or resource curse and not spent the money too fast 
And like, well, have they though? But maybe we can get onto that oh, later. But okay. like, as in the economy, controversial. Well, I don't know. But theoretically, um, okay. I mean, I would say they have escaped this and not spent too fast, not overheated the economy. Blah blah blah. Um, but so let's get some details on the the fund, which is, I mean, it's pretty incredible. So it has over one point three trillion U.S. dollars in assets. Oh my god, what's a trillion? Sorry, there's so much background noise right now. Like our neighbors are partying. There's like cars honking outside saturday night in oslo what it's friday by the way is it oh yeah i know it's because the island saturday night in oslo yeah (laughs) shamus doesn't know what day it is yeah um yeah so 1.3 trillion wait sorry okay what's a trillion a trillion i don't even know how many zeros is that a million is six no but a million is one One hundred thousand? No. What is a million? What? Well, I don't even nine, know what you're trying to ask. Nine hundred. Right yeah. So nine hundred thousand. So it's a thousand one hundred thousands. Is that it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, because you can have nine hundred thousand, nine hundred ninety-nine thousand. Then you have a million, and then a, a trillion must be a thousand millions. Yeah. Because you could have nine hundred ninety-nine million, but then it turns in no. Because then that's a billion. No, a trillion, I mean, oh, a yeah. trillion is, like, an okay. insane amount. So billion... Like, okay, for context, when I just searched, like, a trillion broken down, I'm just getting a bunch of headlines, and one of them is, like, Biden details two trillion plan to rebuild infrastructure and reshape the economy. Like, you could literally rebuild a country for but there's dollars. But there's a way The to U.S. Like... national debt is over $19 trillion, though. So. There's a way to, like, um kind of visualize these things. Like, for example, I think it's, like, they say, if... If um, a second is a thousand, then a million is 36 years or something like that. Anyway. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's lot. Just a lot. It's a lot. And so um, that money comprises 1.4% of all global stocks and shares. So like all in the entire world, like that, that's crazy. Like, considering the just the size of Norway and the population yeah. of the country, like, uh, yeah, uh, it's just mind-blowing. Right. In May 2021, it was worth about $248,000 per Norwegian citizen. Whoa. I remember, though, that, like, wasn't there a headline not, like, maybe this was five years ago that was yeah. like, every Norwegian is a millionaire. Or Do you remember that? No. I don't know if... I can't remember. Anyway, whatever. That's irrelevant. Um, But basically, it's just like a shit ton of money. Um, And, like, why we were kind of interrogating Sigurd uh, last week a little bit about, like, why this has worked. Yeah. And just how this... Yeah, how they they have managed to kind of do so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of pointed out that there's... There's a lot of rules about how um, Norway can't spend this money all at once. So there's something called the Handlingsregeln, which Sigurd told us about. And it says that Norway can't use more than 3%. It used to be 4%, but now it's 3% of the surplus of the funds in the state budget in any given year. Unless it's the Gucci bag (laughs) allocation. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my Gucci bag. Hopefully, when I become a citizen, I'll get a Gucci bag. Also, by the way, I've looked up like what is a trillion, and yeah. this is very use some very useful ways of visualizing what a trillion is. For example, one trillion ants would weigh three thousand tons. 
Oh, that's how much money they have. That's a lot. Or one trillion <laughs> pennies stacked on top of each other would make a tower 870,000 miles high, the same distance obtained by going to the moon, back mm. to Earth, and then to the moon again. Okay, that's actually, I feel like that's putting it in Oh, this is interesting. One trillion dollars divided among the US population would mean that everyone in the United States would get $3,000. So in the, yeah. in the in Norway, it's like $250,000, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. if you're a Norwegian. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um... Yeah, and so the the fund received its first transfer in 1996. So this wasn't an immediate thing, but this has been like, I guess it's been a process. Oh, whoa, too. sorry. It was only in 96 and yeah. they already have one trillion ants in this vault. There's an ant. There's 250,000 ants <laughs> for, every- for every Norwegian. <laughs> Think of what we can do. Oh my god. I remember one time we googled how many ants are in the world and we were all like a bit like I think you know when you're kind of like hung over and you're like delirious and you're sort of giddy and then someone read out the answer and we were just cracking up. It was like 1,000 trillion ants <laughs> in the world or like something 1 million billion or something crazy. Incredible. More... And 1% of them are in the Norwegian state. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 1.4% of all the ants in the world are owned by Norway. Who knew ants were so valuable? Um, okay, what else? So also like random fun slash not fun fact that I found. Um, ethical guidelines for the fund were established in 2004. Oh, so they could just invest in whatever they wanted. <laughs> Which, yeah, I was a bit like, ooh, Arms scary. and so on. But actually, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're coming to this, but I was reading as well that half of the value of the fund is from the oil and then half is from the interest right or not the interest but the gains or whatever yeah i didn't have that in my notes but yeah Yeah. that's um that's a good point uh so i mean yeah in a very this is obviously like a very substantial like important concrete aspect of yeah norwegian life clearly so that's why i wanted to like focus on this but oh also another funny thing that um i found this like in the timeline of the fund like on their website yeah it said that their first real estate investment which was quite recent i think it was like in the last it was definitely in the last like maybe five to ten years it was a 25 percent investment in you're gonna hate this regent street oh (laughs) in london wow um which is actually owned by the crown yeah i think they own yeah that's like such an english thing that like People will own all of the land underneath the buildings mm. and then you have to pay them land rent. It's like super like feudal yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, though, how I have never met someone that works for the fund, but there must be loads in them. And also, like how many people work as investment kind of analysts oh, or whatever? That's a good point, actually. I don't know. Because I saw there was <laughs> there was a show or like a, an article or something that was like, these are the people that manage our money. Mm. And it was like, they're somewhere down in like Kivadaduturin and they... They're investing all the money. I don't know. I'd be interested as well. Like, do yeah, how do they do the investments? Is it just like in kind of like tracker funds or do they actually like actively decide? No Maybe it's a mix. No idea. Good questions. Yeah. yeah. I guess my research was not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> um, what else? I kind of also just wanted to quickly cover like a little bit more about, yeah, what do Norwegians think about oil? Honestly, I think what we've found is people don't think about it that much. No. They think about it much less than you would expect for a country that is, like, so heavily into oil. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, though, that um, many Norwegians are proud of the oil industry. I think we're a little bit sheltered from this because we live in Oslo. But if you go to, like, the West Coast and mm. we talk to people who are, yeah, working for Equinor, mm. or as we call it, Stadoil um 
like yeah they're very they're very proud of it because it did because it is so important to norway and the history of norway and the economy etc etc oh yeah and i suppose like it's it's fine with hindsight to look back and be like oh and then we found the oil and now we're stinking rich from it but maybe it could have gone bad you know like i one interesting thing that we read was that isn't it that there's more more or like the same amount of money invested into kind of exploration and uh, technologies around uh, basically getting oil out of the North Sea as like NASA's budget or something. Oh God, probably. It was like something crazy, like the amount of money that they have to spend. Because I think it's actually, it's a really difficult place to get the oil because they obviously have to go down mm-hmm. underneath yeah. the sea. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a lot of fish there, <laughs> but no ants. The ants are underneath. And that's why they <laughs> have to drill. They're under that, yeah. That's what I have to drill. Last week's episode, we covered all this, that oil yeah. is actually just a big it's, mass of ants. It's just ants, yeah. yeah. It's just living ants. <laughs> oh my god, Seamus is going to no. It's all an ant. <laughs> They're everywhere. You wish you had an ant? No, actually, ant, there's no ants around at this time of year. It's gotten very cold in Oslo, for any of our fans that are wondering. It's like, we're now into negative temperatures so in the day and the night. And it's... I killed my house plant. I'm so sad. Well... And there's no end in sight. I we're looked on the like as step. far as you can on the forecast, and it's we're not getting a positive t- temperature. No, I don't. But maybe it's that means we can go now. ice skating. <gasps> oh, I love ice skating. I, need to I buy bought. Ice skates. I got ice skates last year, actually as a gift, and oh, I love them yeah. so much. They're pink. But there won't be many cold winters left if we keep pumping mm-hmm. that oil. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that because we're gonna cover yeah. COP twenty six at the end of this. Yeah, actually, we um, haven't really talked that much about like the impacts of climate change, but I that's feel like because it just seems so obvious yeah, yeah but yeah. i mean we can get to that yeah and actually one of the things that i did want to talk about in this section is that um okay so two things first of all there's kind of like this argument that norwegian gas and oil is cleaner i'm putting like major quotes right now cleaner cleaner than other countries and this is because um there's fewer uh like there's less of an output of carbon dioxide per ton. So I read a few articles about this and it's like the statistics, Norway um, had a paper in 2015, for example, that said the world average of emissions from oil and natural gas extraction was 130 kilos of carbon dioxide per ton. And in Norway, the average was 55 per ton. So like some people make this argument of like, oh, but our oil is not as bad as... Other but that's the, that's the extraction, like the yeah, ex- extraction process itself is mm. also really bad for the okay. environment. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but like ultimately, what percentage is that of the emissions that that oil is going to produce? It's probably tiny because how much? How many kilograms of CO two does a yeah. does a ton of no? Ants but that's <laughs> create. Okay. I'm gonna tell if my you... children that oil was ants. <laughs> like in Matt's question, if you yeah. have 15 Gucci bags and there are one trillion ants <laughs> in the water, how many kilograms of CO2 <laughs> have you emitted? How many Gucci bags can you pay for with those ants? <laughs> so sorry, we don't take ants at this store. <laughs> You've been blacklisted for paying for your Gucci bag in ants. Last that's time a, you came, it was just ants. Yeah, that's the Real Housewives of Utah oh, yeah. reference because one of them apparently got blocked, like blocked oh, yeah. from buying from Louis Vuitton for in paying cash. in cash. But I was like, yeah. is that not better? 
No, Am I naive? Well, I think maybe they don't want to be associated with like shady, oh. shady dealings. Anyway, so you go on. I'm just going to get our bottle. Oh, yeah. We have a bottle of Clément. Seamus is just going onto the balcony where the Clément is. Clément. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, yes. Right past the dead plant. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. But so, yeah, to your point of like, oh, but is this even like a good thing? Oh, my God. It's rosé. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, we can shout out to Angela who tasted like every single cremant in the whole Vimonopola. I swear. If to you God. haven't listened to our Vimonopola episode, tune in. And actually, we were looking at our stats. Our Vimonopola episode was like the least popular. Which is the best episode? Well, besides I think it's just all the that people, I suppose maybe if people are like, oh, what, which one am I going to listen to? They yeah. might not know what that is. They're just like, eh. maybe. But if you haven't yeah. listened, go listen. Anyway, yeah, this is the best. Um, like why or sparkling? But wine. sorry, did this is this extraction statistic fake or is it just not important then? Oh no no, no it's not fake, but it's like it's just not actually as significant as they say because there was another study that showed that fields in Saudi Arabia admitted fifty to between fifty and thirty yeah. kilos of carbon dioxide per ton. So it's like. Well, Saudi Arabia is the top um, producer, so it's yeah. like, why are you so? Yeah, why it, are you? But, I, but also, this? is that not obvious? Because it's like, okay, you guys have to literally like when you work on a on an oil field, you work like normally two weeks on, two weeks off. I looked into this because I studied chemistry, and one of the options of my like graduate career was like to go and work on a. Um, sorry, that was a cremant. <laughs> <laughs> that was shameless farting. <laughs> um, yeah, you work like two weeks on, two weeks off, and they helicopter you. Because of course, oh, like yeah, you can't like oh, fly, or you, I don't think you normally take boats. No. Whereas like, and and then you have to like drill down. It's like a whole thing. But inside your you just what like just put a pipe in the ground and it just spurts up. <laughs> <laughs> and there are ants everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, for anyone who's wondering, by the way, this is the Clermont de Loire. It's sparkling. It's only 140 kroner. Get that's it. like 14 get, euros. Get into it. I'm excited. And then, so, okay, so that's one thing that people are like, oh, Norwegian oil is cleaner. Yeah. I call bullshit. But the other interesting slash annoying thing that I've heard is that Norway invests in climate-friendly policies and industries, which sometimes it seems that people are kind of linking this to, oh, therefore, we can keep drilling for oil whatever producing extracting yeah. because we invest so much in climate friendly and like alternative yeah. types of energy yeah, yeah and it's like i just don't i don't buy this argument it's kind of like probably a drop in the ocean in comparison to the amount of emissions that the oil is creating but it's also a bit like on balance even if it is making a big difference, it's like you're still drilling for oil and you're still looking for oil. And that's what we're going to get into in the next section. But yeah, I really don't, I just do not agree with that. And people who are kind of like, oh, but like we're going to get more money and then that money we're going to invest in green energy. I mean, it's kind of like, it, it, to me, that's a terrible argument. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. So you're like. But this is what I mean though about the, um, when I was talking about like the, the, I don't know exactly what the economic definition of the resource curse is. But I think, like, you can see in... I think, like, they said... Um, they basically... I, I remember, like, hearing a politician saying, like, if we stopped drilling for oil... And I think, basically, no one is arguing just stopping immediately. No, no, yeah. Not even the Greens. Which we'll talk about, yeah. I'm like, but if they did do that, they were like, Noro would basically stop. I think it's, like, something like 30% of the economy 
is based on like as in people's because mm, okay. of course you have like the oil but then there's also all of the service industries around sure. the oil yeah and then of course people who work in oil they have families and so there might be like four or five people dependent on this one person who or no maybe not four or five but like two or three yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah kids and so on yeah so then it's like i can see how you would like that how you would argue like oh well this and that and that. but it's probably deep down they all, everyone knows that you need to stop. Right. right? I see what you're saying. But yeah. it's like, but you just, there's no alternative because it's like, mm. it's going to be really difficult for them to transition out of that. And yeah. Like, what is Stavanger going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so we'll talk about this in a minute, but I would be remiss if I didn't um, say that like the resource curse or the resource trap specifically also has to do with like when countries end up becoming very kind of corrupt and with this kind of like the economy is just based on all these like really shady deals and like you have a lot of other countries coming in and kind of exploiting the resources and like the money isn't going back into the citizens like economy and so they're being exploited and there's like all this poverty and blah blah so it's basically like you have i mean the kind of i don't know perfect example of this is usually West African countries that have all kinds of like or Venezuela. Mi- minerals, yeah, Venezuela. Exactly. I mean, because they were oil rich, right? Right, yeah. But, but they made petrol free. You know, petrol is basically delicious. free in Venezuela. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you look at a, because I looked up a list of like where is petrol the most expensive and the least expensive, and Venezuela oh. is the cheapest. It's like I think there's a nominal fee that you have to pay, but you can go and fill up your car mm. with petrol for free. So, like, we found oil. We'll just give everyone free petrol. It's like bad idea. Mm. And interestingly, Definitely. Norway is like the most expensive place in the world for petrol, even yeah. though they've got loads of it. Hmm. Right I, didn't, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see this with, you know, for example, like uh, mm-hmm. m- places where there are mineral mines and, you know, they're, they're essential for electronics or Teslas or like God knows what. And then you've got all kinds of like horrible exploitative child labor and whatever. And yeah, it's not being and I suppose you're also not investing in any other normal activities. Yeah, yeah, it's just everything yeah. is going in. Because don't they call it the Dutch curse? Because the Dutch had this problem. Because as we know, they first found oil off the Netherlands, which is when they found out that the North Sea had oil. But I think you're talking about the tulip. No, no, no. Economy. It's not the tulip thing. No? They, they, they had some problems oh. with like... I think basically all of all of the like economic activity was like going into the oil industry and nothing uh, else around it was being oh, worked okay. on, oh. which I think you do see a bit of in Norway, maybe maybe less no. so now. Really, I don't think so. I think less so since there. I the, feel like they every had, economist I know is screaming at me right now. <laughs> Hopefully, none of them will listen to this. Episode. No, but there was uh, they had the massive like oil. You know, there was like the big, the big crisis in like two thousand and. No, 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 later than that, because oh. my, like, a guy that I work with was going to work in oil, and, like, his parents had worked in oil and so on, and then he got fired, basically. And, like, loads of people got fired because they had to, like, completely, like, cut down the economy. And now, maybe now there's more people working in, like, different industries, but I think for a while it was, oil was very dominant in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. attracting talent and, yeah. Hmm. Well. I'm just, like... Drink my eggnog. Oh. Cremelt. Eggnog. White wine. <laughs> yeah. There's too many drinks going Everything. right now. Sorry. I made this eggnog with heavy cream and it's very hard to drink. Yeah. Um, time check. Where are we, where are we at oh, right yeah. now? I don't um, want to. 23 minutes. Okay. I think I'll move on to the future of oil in Norway. And then we're going to, when we round off, we'll talk about like <laughs> the future of oil in the world. Mm-hmm. And ants. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Gucci, darling. It's like as if we're like um, sponsored by House of Gucci. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Lady Gaga. <laughs> Special guest. God, I wish. Um, okay, so um, some people might know, some people might not know. We just had an election in Norway. It was like the main election, new government, etc. Mm-hmm. We went from a conservative conservative government to a kind of liberal government but in norway it's workers party right it is the workers party but it's also the farmers um, party, farmers party oh, yeah. um i don't know what what is that in english i don't even know um it's not center maybe it is just center I yeah know. i think so so they so they made a coalition and the thing is that um Esve, which is quite a quite a liberal like far left party mm got a good number of votes, but they did not end up going into coalition with the Workers' Party and the Farmers' Party. So we kind of ended up with more of like a left-center coalition. But regardless, it's interesting to know, like, what do the parties in Norway say about drilling for oil and, like, just the entire oil industry? Yeah, it's also important to say, like, the Workers' Party is kind of, like... They're on the left, but they're maybe the most... They're, yeah. They're, like, the most center of the left. Or, I would say that's true, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. then you have, like, Red, yeah. who are, like, the communists. Yeah, and they're, SVM, like, so far, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, the big debate, like, should Norway stop searching for more oil? Because the thing is, no one, not even the Green Party, mm. is saying to stop drilling. Like... Just keep pumping it. Everyone is saying, like, it's kind of what you were just saying, like... Well, we can't not drill for oil. Yeah, like, we and need to like, do something. When you have, when you go into your walk-in wardrobe and you see all the Gucci bags in there, and you think... <laughs> and the ants. In the and, ants. <laughs> yeah. And you think, I can't live without yeah. these. I need oil, even if I am a green yeah. party. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but it's true. Um, and I, I'm not saying I support it, but <laughs> it's a reality. So, um, Esve said to stop looking for oil, but they're not in the coalition government. Right. The Arbeide Partia, Santa Partia minority government is currently negotiating for the budget. Or like, they, this was last week when I wrote this. I mm. hope it's not outdated already. But they need other parties to help them and they wanted SVA's support. So SVA is trying to decide how much they can influence this and like what mm. they could get away with. But it's really unlikely that Arbeide Partia will change their stance. And when I was talking to Sigurd, he was speculating that if they got rejected they would go to Heira, which is quite interesting because Heira was the party that was in power before. But it's kind of like you were saying... Wait, party? Yeah. So they could, like, I guess, form a coalition. That would not make any sense, surely. But, I mean, it could Well, but they're already a minority government, so I... I don't even know. Yeah. And then, so the former... And it's the former government that sent the budget to Parliament, and then it's like... So before they they leave, they send this budget to Parliament... And then the current government is, like, negotiating this budget right now. Right. Okay. Um, I have a hot take. Yeah, hot take, please. So, I suppose, right, think about it. You're a politician. Yeah. Are you going to make your life really, really hard by stopping all of this delicious free money flowing into your coffers? No, of course not. No. You're only going to do it if there's, like, an international, like, treaty that you, like, at a very top political level have signed in which case you can kind of turn to your voters and be like we don't have a choice in this yeah. we just like yeah. my hands are tied yeah. we have to stop drilling right but if you take it upon yourself to stop drilling and then as a result of that you have to like cut services or like because the thing is life probably would get worse in norway if they stopped drilling for oil. that's just kind of like a fact mm. and it's like an un 
like an kind of like what's the word an uncomfortable truth is that like the oil money is an great an inconvenient truth all and, war might yeah say. isn't that what that movie's about <laughs> yeah. Like? yeah um but then the other problem is they obviously have signed up to these agreements where like everyone's going to cut their emissions by so and so and so yeah but Norway basically doesn't take any responsibility for the oil that they drill because they don't burn it in Norway. Exactly. And I'm going to get to that in a minute, okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's super messed up. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I completely see what you're saying. And like, it's, it's, so it's like, it's basically saying like, oh, well, we're not burning this yeah. oil. And so yeah. therefore it's not our responsibility to stop drilling because we're shipping it to China and maybe they're, or I don't know where they're, or we, yeah, it's different places in Europe yeah. and stuff. I'm like, Maybe they have a point, but it's like, but they probably are then keeping the price of oil lower. And also when you are like contributing to a supply of something, it means that people don't have to start thinking, okay, shit, what are we going to do? Because we're always going to run out. It's like, nah, the Norwegians, they're still looking for it up in like the Arctic. Let's just like, yeah, we don't need to change our ways. Right. Yeah. 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 And, um, and then like, just to round off this thing about the new government, uh, which I mean, we have yet to really see what's going to happen. But um, after the election, I think it was like the day, a day or two after um, things were kind of clear about the coalition, a Danish newspaper, I think the one of the biggest newspapers ran their front page. Uh, and so I'll just translate very roughly, it says, like, this is just text, um, front page, super clear. And this was also like plastered all over the city. I don't know if yeah. you saw this. But it says, Dear Norway, um, if you who have an oil fund of 12 billion kroner, I, I don't know if it's Danish kroner or what, um, if you can't manage to have a, a green shift, which is what they call it in Norwegian and Danish, like the, the, kind of like changing to a green whatever reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't do it, nobody can. And we're waiting very excitedly to see what the new government's um, climate plan is going to be. <laughs> and they're like, hee hee. Yeah, and, like, they're obviously saying this to be shady, right? Because they, like, everyone knows that it's, like you say, nothing is going to happen. Come on. Like, yeah, there nothing's going to change. I mean, sorry, but I'm... Yeah, like, and so I was then... Or are, are we talking about the Arctic drilling and stuff? Yeah. Should we talk about that now? Yeah. Yeah, because I was listening to a podcast. I think it was a Greenpeace podcast. Um, It was called, like... The people versus something. Mm, yeah. Um, anyway, they were they they took the Norwegian government to court. Greenpeace did, um, because there is a law in the Norwegian constitution, which says that everyone every Norwegian has a right to like a healthy environment to live in mm-hmm. that is like not toxic or whatever poisonous, and so they took them to court and were like, and it, they weren't even saying like please stop pumping oil. They just were specifically asking, like, please do not drill, like, do not go and search for new oil fields in these untouched areas in the Arctic. This was in 2017. Um, They must, are they now doing this up in the they're Arctic? Gonna, I think, I think yeah. yeah, they're going to do it. So yeah. there's, like, basically, like, untouched areas, which I think is, like, bad for two reasons. One, you're searching for more oil, and it's, like, we're never going to, like, stop the warming if we just keep pumping fossil fuels out of the earth. And number two, I think, actually, oil exploration can be super disruptive yeah. to like the ecosystems and stuff up there so it's like there's a lot of like wild animals living up there and they're like worried that they're gonna like get kind of ruined but anyway then the government said they the government um they, they didn't the ruling was no um <laughs> we actually we only owe norwegians a healthy environment mm. it's mm. not a global level thing and they said that like 
because we ship because we don't burn the oil here mm. it's not our responsibility what's done with that oil so therefore we can keep searching for it in the arctic because mm. we're not the ones burning which is such it's like you're tying yourself in knots mm. to like get to a position where you can oh, be like this is yeah. why we are like continuing to oh yeah yeah that's coming from such a privileged place as well but it's like unfortunately it's kind of true because um if you look at those charts of like where will it be habitable when the world goes to shit and we're all burning alive? And yeah. Norway is one of the places that it'll be like. Oh yeah, because lovely. if it's minus five outside now, then when the when it goes up by, it'll like... be fabulous here. <laughs> we'll be here with our Gucci bags and our ants and our oil. Yeah, but it's yeah, yeah it's really no, no, sad. But I mean, I, it's, in this podcast, they actually covered loads of things about like a lot of these because the problem is it's like these catastrophic weather events are like more and more frequent now, but a lot of that most of the people that actually get really badly displaced and stuff are super poor. Yeah. Because like they live in shacks. Yeah. Or like they, you know, they live in floodplains or, or yeah, or they can't move or whatever. So it's kind of like, and they're the people that have no voice. Yeah. It's, Ugh, it's sad. It's terrible. Um, yeah. Okay. Just a few more like things about the, the new government. So they said they wanted to slash net emissions by 55%, 55% by 2030. This was in a policy document uh-huh. that they released when they became a coalition. But they said that the oil and gas sector will be developed, not dismantled. Yeah, yeah, but the the those that net emissions again, it's it's the Kyoto Agreement, yeah, yeah which yeah. is yeah. So it's yeah. like that doesn't count your yeah. exported exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's all like crazy loopholes. But as I as I just quoted, and this is like a direct quote: "It will be developed, not dismantled." And developed does yeah. that mean like made bigger? I guess yeah. Yeah. And um, then another just like quick fact, the petroleum sector accounts for 40% of Norway's exports and uh, 14% of its gross domestic product. So it's like you said, this is like, this is very important um, to the economy. So I think we'll just round off with... But I suppose like the one argument is like on the Kyoto Agreement, it it does make sense in a way because it's like, of course, and we talked about this already, it's like you can't... You can't like blame the person that's making the thing. You kind of need to blame the consumer to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, like if we buy all of our clothes that are made in China, we should take the brunt of the emissions that are made, like that come from those clothes. Just like right. Um, yeah, it's kind of complicated, of course. Yeah. But but then then it's like okay, but if everyone is signing up yeah. to these arrangements, then you know you could argue well it's fine because. If everyone is saying we're going to reduce our emissions by X percent, then we'll continue exporting the oil. But we're all signing up to do this thing that we're going to get to the 1.5. So then it's like, but then who is using the oil? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Is there people who haven't signed up mm-hmm. who are just going to keep burning it and mm-hmm. not care about the yeah. emissions target? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the thing is it's a bit like you can hide behind all these weird loopholes and it really, yeah, that specific part of it really does stem from the Kyoto pro- Protocol that places responsibility on the consumer of the fossil yeah. fuels not the country where they're produced not the country that sends them not the country that sells them whatever yeah um like this was addressed a little bit at cop 26 which last time we recorded wasn't over yeah now it is over so i can give everyone an update in case you didn't know <laughs> um we need some like cool music it's like five five at five with indigo so COP stands for Conference of the Parties. Uh, it was, oh. This was in Glasgow, uh, 26th Annual Summit. Right. Um, the next one will be in Egypt. Quick sidebar. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that all of these world leaders are flying their private jets, probably, yeah. to these 
like world, you know, world leader summit, high level, whatever, when the rest of us have to make do with Teams meetings. And Zoom, Zoom. I for suppose whatever. though, like if Skype for business, if have you ever used Skype for business? No. My God. Oh, I think I have actually. But if it's gonna get them to actually agree something, I'm like, fine, do it. Like you know, burn, burn the like, emit all that CO two to get you all in one room if you can agree not to do it. But if it's just a jolly, then yeah, I don't know. It's just. Like, I don't think you're gonna be able to do it over Zoom. Is a problem. That's like some people say. Like that's why me. like some of the Brexit negotiations were taking so long because. Oh, really? I think when you do these negotiations, a lot of times it'll be like, there's obviously you have the official negotiation, but then there'll be a lot of like back channel. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I'll grab you and be like, Indigo, like, what do you, what do you, Actually, your side thinking? Like, da, da, da. And that's it's really hard to do that over Slack or whatever. No, but funny thing about the back channel, this is like a sidebar to the sidebar. I've heard from people who have actually done mediation negotiation that they do a lot of, um, back channel negotiations in like WhatsApp. With Gucci bag, <laughs> sending a pic. You can have this bag and <laughs> sign the fucking <laughs> Norway's like we have so many bags to donate to this negotiation. <laughs> no, but yeah, they like send each other WhatsApp mes- messages. Isn't that You're funny? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they are in the same location, so it's like I'm sure they have little chats in the hallways and stuff. But yeah. Anyway. No, I, but it makes yeah. sense, right? Because you have to just wrangle it whichever yeah. which way you want, yeah. or you yeah you got to do what you got to do, you know. Yeah. No matter how many Gucci bags it takes. Truly. So um, oh my God, it's just like it's so much. Okay, so. The main, I guess, like, outcome, or not the main one, but one of the big wins, supposedly, at COP26 was that there's an explicit plan to reduce coal, which is responsible for 40% of annual emissions. Really? Yeah. But here's the thing, is that they agreed to, quote, phase it down rather than phase it out. Okay. After China and India were like, no, no, no. Where is the coal? All over. Like, where is it What is coal? Didn't we talk about this? Wasn't it like trees? Forests, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. <laughs> For the amount of time, how many hours do you think we spent researching this podcast and how little we know? I actually feel like, annoyingly, after our podcast the last time, we sat down on the couch and watched this like 1960s <laughs> video about how oil is formed. And I feel like I know way more. Maybe I'll do like my own little like spin off, like 10 minute podcast, like just to clarify this is how oil is made. Um, oh, God. Um, okay, so they're getting, they're like... Phasing out. No, sorry. Phasing, phasing down. down which... Oh my god, I love that. I'm not breaking up with you, I'm breaking down. <laughs> I just want to see you way yeah. less. I just want to see you less. No, less than that. Even less. <laughs> yeah, once a year. Yeah. Um, but, but okay, so addressing specifically, I thought this was interesting because we've been talking a lot about like, okay, who has responsibility? Like, what about developing countries? What about the fact that they've kind of missed out on this yeah, yeah, yeah. window of opportunity mm-hmm. to like use all these fossil fuels but now they're being blamed for like climate change blah blah blah. so in the agreement um there was part of this was that there was an agreement to increase money to help poorer countries cope with the effects of climate change and then also start using more clean energy oh i suppose actually maybe that could that actually you could use as an argument for norway continuing to like pump oil is like well we in the west need to reduce our emissions really far down and then people like in the developing world, they can still be burning oil, which maybe would come from Norway. But that's that is the argument that they're making. Yeah. No, By the way, that. if you can hear this, someone from Stadol has come into the room and has a gun <laughs> to our head, but they do not speak English. Please send help. <laughs> oh my god, the door! <laughs> the doorbell just rang. Stadol's coming for us. Okay, so um, it's just Alex, I think. 
So, yeah, so there's this whole thing in that they're kind of, like, gonna start compensating poor countries, but some countries... But I'm sorry, do you believe that? Because well, we, I was reading about the... Like the what COVID, do you mean, do I believe it? As in, do you think that people are actually going to do that? Like, what happened with the vaccines? Yeah, we that's so We true. all hoarded them, like, everyone is... Yeah, and you know? actually... No, that's actually... Sorry, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at a quote right now, because this is from a BBC article, and it says... I'm quoting now. Um, there is a prospect of a trillion dollar a year fund from 2025 after a previous pledge for richer countries to provide a hundred billion dollars a year by 2020 was missed. Mm. LOL. Oh. I so what? LOL. Sorry, they that's wanted a trillion easy. and then they own, they're now, they're going to give 10% to that. The no, original. no, no, no. So that's the thing is they were supposed to provide a hundred billion a year and then they uh, didn't do that. They were like, yeah. ha ha, never mind. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. We're phasing that down. <laughs> Sorry, the Norwegian oil fund, they can step up to the mark. Yeah. They've got a trillion. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same amount. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, ugh, I'm being a bit cynical. It, this just depresses me because I just feel like but wait, so have, what is but, actually going to But happen? has everyone agreed to 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 stop I mean... eating ants? <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening what? to this, please stop eating ants. <laughs> What's in that cremant? <laughs> oh, they're delicious though. Oh, okay. So do I have anything else? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, like... Just a couple short footnotes before we end this shit show. <laughs> <laughs> and go and eat our delicious French onion soup, which we're yeah. having tonight. And I bought some Gruyere, 250 grams of Gruyere, which cost me 18 euros. Yeah. 18 pounds of ants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so first of all, uh, speaking though, yeah, so speaking of like whether they're going to give support to developing countries... There, there is this promise to double climate support to developing countries. But this is from Norway specifically. Oh, okay. To 14 billion Norwegian kroner by 2026. And this is something the government has already announced. So, okay, that's so cool. Norway, like, I feel very torn about this because it's like Norway, to its credit, is doing a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember hearing they pay Brazil billions to stop cutting yeah. down the forest. Yeah. But then Norway's like throwing money at throwing ants at people, being like, <laughs> "Stop doing that!" Like, please. Yeah, yeah, no. But then they did. They they didn't pay them. Wait, what? Well, because they they oh, they, they, they the actually forest. were oh. cutting down the forest, and so they were like, "Okay, well, we're not going to pay you that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see like both sides of the coin, but I ultimately do think we need to be a bit radical and just be like, guys, just stop with the yeah. oil. No, like, I just leave it in the ground. Otherwise, it's never going to work. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and then this is just, like, final footnote, which is that in Norwegian politics, this is from another article about, like, oil in Norway, this author, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, um, was just saying that, like, oil and climate policy have been weirdly separate. In Norway. In Norway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've managed to just, like, really keep these separate and just be like, oh, but we're so good about the climate, even while they're pumping oil. Yeah. But it's kind of getting, like, the the gap between them is, like, narrowing and narrowing, and it's really getting hard to keep this facade up right so that's kind of interesting my final thing i will say is did you ever watch occupied occupied yeah it was a bit far-fetched so in this show just to recap for anyone that has not watched it if you haven't watched it go watch it because the first season is actually good uh it's about like a future where norway is like we're not going to drill oil anymore and then they have like some kind of alternative form of energy and then russia invades norway and is like Mm. no no we want the oil yeah 
And if you watch season two, I'm actually in season two oh, as an extra really? in a couple of episodes. Wow. So if you and spot also me. go and see the world's worst person. It's yeah. so good. Or the worst person in the world. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's a fabulous film. Set in Oslo. Good. Yeah. Tons of ants. Yeah, not a mention of oil, actually. But <laughs> no oil. Yeah. Um and what was my last thing? Uh, oh, I want people to review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever. If there's somewhere else you can review us, I don't know. But yeah. I know you can review on Apple Podcasts. We have one five-star review. I think it was Alex. <laughs> but if you write a review, like if you actually write something, we will read it on there. Fab. And only give us five stars. If you give us less than five stars, you're dead to I me. mean, four, I would mm-hmm. take. Just three. Four? If you're thinking three, write us a message and give us feedback and we'll work on it. Maybe. Like, less rambling stop making no sense please don't be so drunk on the podcast maybe actually do some research fewer hot takes so why are you criticizing us you're dead to me i've got a gun to my head (laughs) the ceo of stadler is here anyway if you don't hear from us in a couple weeks goodbye yeah no but uh and final thing final final thing after i said that four fucking times Uh tomorrow we're going to sweden Yes. And it's going to be the start of season two of Normal for Norway, yeah. which is only going to focus on food. Yeah. And the reason we're going to Sweden, well, you'll just have to tune in to find out why. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Bye. Bye.